0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law. You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: Max him down. Giannis, into the lane. Giannis, spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name. Joining me as always is my good friend, Frank Menden. And bringing you tonight's episode is SeatGeek. Our friends at SeatGeek bring you these episodes all the time. And they let you use our wonderful promo code, LONBA. Again, that's L-O-N-B-A for a $20 rebate on your first SeatGeek purchase. So go out and use that today. Frank, after that one... I don't know if you want to use the Geek code uh, to get tickets to next Friday's
0: preseason game in Milwaukee. Wake me when Giannis Adetokounmpo is back. Is that <laughs> – I, I don't know. It's been a little hard to take uh, – I don't know, to really, to really get that engaged with these games, just knowing that, that Giannis obviously is, is not a playing He It was nice to see him at practice today, and he was on the bench today. So, um, again, I, I believe his father's funeral was today so um you know clearly uh still having to obviously you know you don't just take a couple days off and, and get over something like that um it's it's a big thing and we'll have to see you know what he's like when he comes back you hope that he can use basketball as as an escape but um there was no escape from <laughs> the Milwaukee Pucks looking like a team without their best player tonight as uh they got rolled by the the Pacers were competitive in the first half and then the second half kind of the wheels came off. Um, And I I mean, I would just say again, it's preseason basketball and it it looked like preseason basketball. uh, Lots of turnovers for the bucks, 20 turnovers, um, just a lot of ragged play. And uh, you know, we can talk about a few guys that maybe looked better than the rest, but um, for the most part, and I think there was uh, I think Matt Velasquez might've tweeted that, you know, Jason Kidd is Warned his team that they can't, you know, sort of just sit around waiting for Giannis to come back. And and tonight it sort of felt like that—that that, um, there was not a uh, not a lot of uh, let, let's say this. You know, we always joke about uh, coaches talking about spirited practices early in pre in pre, in uh, training camp. Tonight there was not a spirited effort by the Bucks. It it looked like the Bucks were kind of going through the motions to a large extent. And um, I believe Chris Middleton referred to the game as quote unquote terrible. Uh so uh yeah, um not not a great effort tonight.
1: I would agree with that assessment. Um yeah, it was it was pretty much terrible. Uh not a lot to like there and I guess I would probably may yeah, I think I would disagree with Kid's idea of well you can't wait for Giannis. Well, you can because he's your best creator. And he's your entire offense. So, I mean, I I understand the sentiment, but yeah, you can wait for Giannis because the offense isn't going to do anything uh, without that. Running Middleton, Henson pick and rolls into the ground is probably going to look largely like it did tonight. Like every once in a while something might happen, but most of the time the other big is going to bump Henson around because he can't handle it, and... Middleton's probably not going to turn the corner. And if he does, that big's going to be waiting for him. And, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it, I, I think generally I don't enjoy watching preseason basketball because it's sloppy and there's a bunch of combinations that you don't really use in the regular season that you're using in the preseason. And then you multiply that by the Bucks not having Giannis. And, yeah, I think you get
0: what you get tonight. Well, but I mean, the Pacers are garbage. (laughs) I mean, like Chris Middleton's better than anybody the Pacers have, right? Unless you, you know, want to talk about Miles Turner, but I I think Middleton's better than him. So I don't know. I mean, I again, but you create an
1: offensive system knowing that your team
0: is trash, right? You mean you're talking about Indiana, or you're talking about the Bucks tonight?
1: Yeah, like you're not going to put together a preseason offense for your team without Giannis, right?
0: Well, I mean, Giannis misses, you know, Giannis doesn't play every minute of every game, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I You have to be re- ready to play without him. I mean, if, if tonight especially was a game that seemed sloppy and guys couldn't make basic passes and, you know, guys are blowing layups. I mean, to me, that's, you know, that's sort of what guys need to wake up and, you know, compete better than the other crap team they played against. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, I'm not going to really read much into a game like this without Giannis, without Thon, um in the preseason, like, I am i don't care in particularly. I'm not <laughs> concerned. Um, but by the same token, it's like, you know, hey, you've got a bunch of guys here that are fighting for roster spots, and like, we can talk about some of those in a minute. Um, those guys probably played better than some of the guys not fighting for roster spots. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, just an unimpressive night. You know, a very, uh, very meh performance. Uh, well, that's probably being charitable um but i don't know i mean if i was going to highlight th- a few guys i think you know sterling brown did not play tonight i don't did you hear a reason why sterling brown didn't play tonight i was he just
1: no uh, he, jason didn't give a reason well that was not one of the guys he listed before the game he had he had said Don, Giannis jet and delhi um uh, more guys that weren't going to play he didn't say anything uh, about sterling um so I'm not 100% sure why on that. Um but I don't know. It, I I guess Sterling isn't going anywhere and I guess maybe you want to see some of those other guys a, a little bit more. That would yeah. be
0: my best theory. Yeah. Well, the guys the guys that we saw in his in his lieu uh in his place were uh Gerald Green 19 minutes scored 12 points on six shots, 5 for 5 from the foul line. Um, looked pretty active, was able to put it on the deck a couple times and, and get buckets, which again, that, you don't really think of that as part of his game. He's more of a guy who just spots up and shoots and then mm-hmm. dunks and stuff. Um, but so offensively, I thought he showed a little bit, um, Rashad Vaughn, 27 minutes, uh, put up 12 shots, hit half of them, 14 points, you know, again, kind of some up and down moments, blew a layup early. Um, but you know, again, playing against, uh, Maybe less than the best second unit uh, in the world Uh, in the second half. He he got things going a little bit. Um, And then two other guys I thought played well. Mirza Toledovic, 11 points on eight shots, mostly doing most of his damage early. Drove to the rim for a couple of lefty finishes. What was that all about? Um, And and then probably the guy who helped himself the most tonight, I I would say your friend and mine, Glove Jr., 15 points on eight shots, seven boards, five assists, a steal and a block, Um, You know, again, I don't know if he showed us some new dimension to his game, but he did hit a three. He did hit a three. He (laughs) was one out of three from from deep. But um, for the most part, I thought he just, you know, just did what he does well and just, you know, kind of was was involved enough that, you know, he made some plays and again, had a couple nice cuts uh, when Greg Monroe was in the game, got a couple of easy buckets that way. Uh, got another bucket off uh, sprinting off a turnover. DJ Wilson threw a nice pass to him for a layup. So that was one heck
1: of an outlet by DJ
0: Wilson. That was a great outlet by DJ. That was like the Kevin Love kind of, you know, long bomb chest pass type thing. Um, So, I mean, you take away, I mean, that's, that's three of his four field goals, right? So again, not like he was creating, you know, shots for himself. uh, And then he did hit that one spot up three. So uh, again, you know, he's has his limitations, but, you know, all you can ask for is on a night like this, uh, that, that he kind of does what he can do and plays with himself. And he was one of the few guys in the plus column. And, um, you know, Kendall Marshall, uh, your your favorite, Kendall Marshall, uh, <laughs> did not look particularly good tonight. 0 of 2 from the field, no assists in nine minutes. So, um, so yeah, you know, again, uh the 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 race for the 15th spot not the most compelling uh subplot in the world but um you know again i think we we assume green might have been have the best might have had the best chance at it especially after i saw what brandon rush looked like on monday um i mean whatever you know he just he just looks kind of old he just, just doesn't look pretty no, really quick
1: I, no i
0: i agree um and uh, and gerald green does look kind of still like gerald green so uh so yeah i mean gerald green i think certainly not doing anything to harm his chances and again Jerry, gary payton uh in a unique spot because again he could be theoretically in theory be released and then signed to a two-way which maybe he would want to do that maybe he wouldn't um but uh, we'll see james young again didn't play uh, for the second straight game so um so yeah uh that, that's i don't know that's pretty much it any any other thoughts on kind of the the pace of the game, the way the game unfolded, uh, what, what the Bucks maybe I was going to say what the Bucks did do or didn't do. Probably tonight more of a case of what the Bucks didn't do. Uh, but anything else that kind of jumped out at you? I think
1: what jumps out at me is the prices that you can get at SeatGeek. Mm. Um, they are incredible. Obviously, we, we talk about it all the time. You were talking about hunting down green dots Uh, when you were looking for your seats to the game in Dallas, and you obviously ended up finding some great seats very near the court, if anyone is checking out Frank on Twitter or Instagram. So you clearly found great deals, and it's very easy. All you have to do is go to the SeatGeek app and... SeatGeek obviously puts a little sweetener on top of that. You can use our promo code. All you have to do is download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, go to enter a promo code, enter promo code L-O-N-B-A. Again, that's L-O-N-B-A for Locked On NBA. And that'll get you a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. So go out and do that today. It's so very easy. They find all the best deals for you. They put them all together on the app, or you can do it on your computer and just go over to SeatGeek Geek there, and no matter what, you're gonna find the best deals because Seat Geek always finds the best deals for you. Looking at some stuff, you mentioned uh, Gary Payton scoring on a couple of cuts, and as I'm thinking about preseason basketball, the thing I'm thinking about is Gary Payton can't shoot. <laughs> like w- w- the he, the the one from uh, Monroe where the ball got entered to the block and then. Payton just cut to the basket in my mind I was like why are you out by the three point line there it's Gary Payton too like he's going to cut to the basket and uh it it was just strange and uh, I think largely that it's it's emblematic of the entire game both teams were incredibly sloppy wasn't wasn't really pretty uh to watch and yeah I think you're probably right Gary Payton Jr. Gary Payton, two, excuse me, probably, probably helped out his cause the most because uh, you mentioned the points, but five assists, seven rebounds, a steal, a block, uh, he was doing some things. So, yeah, if you're looking at that 15th spot, I feel like, one, if he is open to a, a two-way contract, then, okay, you can probably try that. But at the same time, Actually, I don't know. Do you feel that bad if you put him on waivers and someone else claims him? Probably not, right? So, yeah, you (laughs) you, you go that way. You try to get him to a two-way. I think he's proven enough to be that guy um, where he could have that two-way contract. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't really – I'm not going to claim to watch a ton of Brandon Rush. Yeah. not just here in the preseason. I mean, just in general. I haven't seen a lot of his career in the last couple of years, so maybe this is what he looks like all the time. I don't really know, um, but it has been wildly unimpressive. Um, it just it just hasn't been good for him. Um, when I I really thought going into it, he was going to be a guy that could compete for that spot with Gerald Green, um, and it just really uh, it just hasn't happened. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, Chris Middleton tonight two times took pull up threes one one i believe this was on the on the line and the other one was very very close but i am i wrong to be getting somewhat excited about that be- because <laughs> I, I feel like that's that's a, i mean i think that's a change like there there's been times where he's gotten ran off the three point line and then he will just go for a two. I felt like he's more actively thinking, especially in pick and rolls, um, to look for a pull-up three, which I think is generally exciting. Now, with that being said, there was a three-on-two where Kendall Marshall kicked it out to him into the corner, and for some reason he decided that he wanted to catch and go, which I'm trying to think if I either read it or... If I if I heard it on a low post, but Zach told the story about how when Kyle Korver first started playing for Jim O'Brien, I think it was he in practice they kicked it out to him at the three point line. He pump faked, took a dribble, hit a shot, and Jim O'Brien stopped practice and said, "Don't ever do that again." And Corver was like, "What? I I just I just scored, I." I attacked the closeout. Like, I, I I did the basketball play that you'd want. And he was like, no, you're a weapon behind the three-point line. You don't pass that up for a two. Like, you shoot threes. And I'm waiting for that person, waiting for someone to do that to Chris Middleton. Like, just just stop practice. No more passing up open threes. If you are ever open for a three, shoot it. Just shoot it. That that's it, and I think largely it could go for the Bucks. Uh, a big part of the reason why I think the offense was so sloppy tonight was they would drive and kick for an open three, and then that person would pass up that three and decide to drive and kick again, and then they pass up a three, and no one would want to shoot it. Like at some point, someone has to shoot the ball. Um, but I don't know. I I don't the the excitement I had over Middleton taking pull up threes off the dribble was certainly neutered by him passing up that open three on the wing and, and i don't know what to do with it
0: <laughs> i would say let's move on uh in in the grand scheme of the universe but i will say i i did uh he had that that one three hit the three he did hit um he caught it and kind of faked to his right and then dribbled to his left and basically you know got his man off off balance and dribbled to his left, behind the arc, you know. Normally, yep. we talk about him shortening a shot. Yeah, as you mentioned um, early in the game, he he did have this one example where he actually dribbled back in order to make sure he got a three, which he hit. Um, so we'll see. I mean, four four threes in twenty minutes tonight. Um, again, you know, that's that's a would, good rate, right? It would have been Last
1: five year. if he didn't step on the line on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, so we'll we'll see. I mean, it'll be something we'll we'll certainly watch. And you know, keep in mind too, with the offense right now without Giannis. Um, you know, Chris is having to do more primary playmaking, which also means yeah. he's not on the three-point line as much. You know, he's not spotting up as much, so uh, you'd expect his his opportunities to to improve when uh, when Giannis does get back. So, um, so we'll we'll just kind of have to see how you know how that kind of um, how that kind of evolves. Um, I thought, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, have you heard have the Bucks have you heard the Bucks talk at all about tempo and and pace at all or Running and all, I mean, usually that's like one of the familiar refrains of like, oh, we're going to run more this year, Eh, you know. And but the Bucks, they at the time Jabari Parker got hurt, I think they were they were definitely a top ten team in fast break points per game. That then came they they slowed down. They got fewer fast break points after Jabari got hurt and Middleton came back, which again, not missing, maybe shocking because Chris obviously you know tends to you know that that swap would lead you to be more sort of half court oriented. Um, and I, I mean, I think it's you know watching this game as well. You know, the Pacers hurt the Bucks a bit with with their ability to get out on the break, and part of that was turnovers. Uh, the Bucks had eight more turnovers than than uh, Indiana. But I think it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, are the Bucks going to make any real uh, you know effort to to play fast? Or are they going to you know basically just have Giannis be the only guy playing playing fast? You know, like, do you think it would be if,
1: advantageous for them to play fast?
0: Well, I, I'll say this. I mean, I, when I think of playing, you know, and, and again, this is sort of one of these important things, right? A lot of times when people think playing fast, they think, oh, how do you go and get more layups, right? But nowadays, the, probably the biggest weapon in playing fast is being willing to shoot three-pointers early in the clock, right? Yep. Um, and I think for the Bucks, that's their biggest problem is that they tend to not emphasize that kind of thinking. Um, so I think that's the big question. Obviously, we are just talking about Chris um I I think that's a big question we know Giannis will want to push the pace in order to get to the rim and and dunk and get fast break stuff um but my question is you know when it's not an odd man rush or something like that uh are they going to try to play quicker are they going to look for shots early in the clock that are open or are they going to try to be more deliberate I think you know again if you know especially your second units if it's a lot of Greg Monroe stuff you're probably going to you know, be more deliberate, play slow. Um, so I think that'll be interesting to see sort of what what happens with that. Um, I'm not expecting this team to be top half of the league in pace. They haven't been in recent years, even though they have been, you know, better in terms of fast break points. Um, so I, I think it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. But I think overall, you look at their personnel. I mean, they have, you know, some guys who shoot threes. But again, it's not like it's Giannis and, you know 14 guys who want to just jack up threes um obviously that we talk about all time the need for for these guys to take more of that mindset and the need for coaches to maybe emphasize that a bit more so i think that'll be certainly interesting uh, interesting thing to kind of keep our eyes on um and yeah i mean looking at the i'm mean, looking at some of the numbers tonight you know just bad offense basically i mean the defense um allowed 102.6 points per 100 from the pacers uh so not bad i mean that's that's yeah. Very very good in in terms of like a pure net rating number, but this is also a a pretty bad Pacers team that was a preseason game, which obviously a lot of guys who aren't great played. So um, so we'll we'll see kind of what what that means. I, I thought one of the things that annoyed me uh, defensively it seemed like there were a few cases, and again this is kind of gets that like you know how do you cut down on three pointers? There are a few cases where the Bucks just sort of overcommitted a little on the, a little bit on the strong side and. You know, we talk a lot about a lot about corner threes, but there were a few examples where it, they didn't even have to make that pass over the top to get to the corner three. It was just, you know, basically a pass to the opposite wing, and and basically the Bucks defender was far enough off that the pacer on the wing was able to get a, a good look at a three. And so, I mean, that's probably the most aggravating thing, right? I mean, you don't want to give up corner threes, but if a guy throws a great pass over the top then you know okay at least he made a good pass if a guy throws you know if, if, a, if a guy is basically able to go one pass away and just basically make a cross-court pass for an open three i mean that's that doesn't work <laughs> like yeah. that's like you can't allow that right i mean it, you know it's sort of the 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 flip side you know the whole idea of you don't double from one man away right because then it's too easy to just make one pass and get an open shot that's why teams typically don't double just from from one man away or they try to be a little bit smarter than that but uh so that was one thing i noticed again a few, few times answer, right just, just stay on your man right i mean
1: i was gonna say just a little e and e you know just a little energy and effort that should yeah, that should yeah. take care of it right <laughs> um,
0: but yeah well, no, they didn't have they didn't have either tonight right so <laughs> energy effort or or maybe some and some mental mistakes or you execution know, you, t- you can add, yeah, we can add a 30
1: better. i don't i don't even know. lots of ease. Is, is that okay um but yeah i'd agree there were just both sides. Offensively, obviously, they weren't going to look good, and you would hope that you can control the stuff that you can't control, which I would say would be on the defensive side, executing assignments, making sure that you're in the right spots. And largely, I thought tonight that that didn't really happen. Um, so yeah, I would like to just sweep it under the rug, but at some point. I would like to feel somewhat confident in this basketball team. I, I know we started, and I was just like, "Yeah, whatever." It's preseason, but man, like, it, just looking bad it, it is not is not good. Obviously, <laughs> like, it, looking looking bad can mean nothing. But also, I would just like I would prefer to feel better, and I would prefer to actually have some confidence that as they start the season. They're gonna they're gonna face some teams that are gonna test them. The Cavs are legit, the Celtics are legit. Those are two teams that they see three times in the first week. So they gotta figure some things out. They they do have to clean things up, execute, and and take care of business. So um we'll see. We'll see if Giannis plays on Friday. Um and if he doesn't, what they're gonna look like without that and how they try to get better. So
0: Yeah, and I think it's it, it's so tough right now, right? Because I mean you know first off the start buck starting five all four or five of them were minus 20 or worse right so yep. that that's you know to your point you know it's not like it was uh you know Gerald Green and Brandon Rush who yeah. were if killing the bottom the Bucs, 5 right? on the
1: I roster mean, get killed yeah, whatever cares? i don't care but yeah, right. the, the starting five didn't look good
0: right the starting five just looking pretty lifeless and again i mean this is not the starting five that you're gonna have right you're missing your best player you've got dj wilson in there trying to figure out nba basketball and then you've got john henson who i mean it's on most rosters john henson yeah i mean on most on most rosters john henson wouldn't really be playing most nights um We'll see. Jason Kidd will probably play him. You know, weird, weird numbers of minutes uh, in spite of the fact that he's the third thing center. Um, <laughs> so you know, it, it's just kind of a weird. It's, it's definitely hard to get a read on these guys. We haven't seen. You know, we've seen flashes from Chris. We saw. I think Malcolm showed a couple, a couple nice moves tonight. But you know, generally has been a little slow it's getting started as well. So you know, again, can't read a ton into it, but um obviously you know uh, Malcolm and Thon the two guys we want to see big strides from this year Thon has been injured so you know his his season on pause right now and Malcolm you know I think has maybe less to prove we know he can be a quality NBA player um consistently playing real minutes um and again, he's he's not playing with with Giannis and Thon, who are the guys he's normally going to be running with. But, um, it, yeah, it'd be nice to, to go in Friday. They play the Bulls on Friday, right? So yeah. go into Chicago and, uh, you know, take a Bulls team that that sucks and, <laughs> and hopefully uh, bring up, uh, bring a bit more consistent effort. And uh, again, that that would be nice. I thought the other thing, too, and, and Sean Sweeney mentioned it in the halftime talk coming out. Um, Buck's pick and roll defense was, was not great tonight. You know, Greg Monroe got exposed a few times, uh, little pocket passes, you know, just kind of getting put in space. Um, they got exploited a few times that way too. So just, uh, again, the Pacers were not great offensively, but that's because the Pacers don't have very good players. Uh, and, uh, a lot to, uh, not a lot to write home about tonight. Lots to, uh, to, to work on when, and uh, I'm sure they'll get through this on film.
1: All right, Frank, I think that's about all I got for tonight. The The Bucks lose their second preseason game, this one against the Indiana Pacers, and it did not look all that good. I think we, we got about as much juice out of that one as you possibly could. Uh, just a reminder, the second part of our conversation with Steve Von Horn and Jeremy Schmidt will be up tomorrow. And that'll happen, obviously, before uh, the Friday preseason game against the Bulls. So be on the lookout for that. That was Frank Madden. I'm Eric Name. This has been Lockdown Bucks. And this episode of Lockdown Bucks has been brought to you by SeatGeek. Again, use the promo code L-O-N-B-A. Again, that promo code is L-O-N-B-A for Lockdown NBA. And that'll get you a $20 rebate on your first SeatGeek purchase. That's it for Lockdown Bucks today. We will talk to you tomorrow.